0: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to the Life, Death, and Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. I know it seems like a strange combination, but that gives me a unique view of life and death. Death can be scary, I get that. That's why I'm doing this. I wanna help people explore life, death, and what it all means. We are born and we die what we do in the middle is the space between. So today's podcast is my first solo podcast, and I'm going to talk about my between life soul regression. Hopefully you've been listening to the past two weeks episodes. If you have not, I talk with Robert Schwartz about Your soul's plan. And it's this concept that we plan our lives before we get here. And we come to our lives with certain lessons that we have to learn. And part of those lessons may be things that we haven't learned in past lives. And we're still working towards knowing those lessons and understanding those lessons. So I just want to share with you what my experience was like. It was pretty, pretty profound in so many ways, but also you know, I'm I'm still, even though I've been doing this work for a while, I'm always kind of thinking, okay, is this real? Is this not real? So I'm going to share with you all my experience of what really confirmed for me the reality of this process. So just to give you some idea of how the process went, before I did the review, I got a questionnaire from Robert, filled it out about people, people in my life and the different relationships that I've had. And are there certain people I want to connect with? Are there certain relationships I want to better understand as to why they happened? And the process went a little like this. It actually went exactly like this. So I laid down, dark room. This was a phone, a phone session. So It was all over the phone, and Robert Schwartz started by leading me through, I don't even know how long it was, probably, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes of hypnosis, more or less. So he started talking, started with the physical body, and kind of brought me through different stages, and each time he encouraged me to go deeper and deeper and deeper into this state of relaxation. So I wasn't sleeping. As a matter of fact, for various parts of the initial regression, I was thinking this probably isn't going to work. I'm not sure I'm totally relaxed. Different thoughts would pop into my mind about things I had to do later in the day, but I just kept going with it and trying to allow those experiences to take me deeper and deeper into my relaxation and trance state, I guess, as he calls it. But I was still very, very aware of everything that was going on around me. And as we got closer to the point where he was going to bring me to a past life, I do recall sort of thinking to myself, what happens if I don't see anything? What if I don't go to a past life? What is that going to be like? What a bummer that I've gone this far, and maybe I won't have this experience. So he basically, when we got to that point, brought me through a tunnel, a a virtual tunnel, right? This is all through visualization and meditation. And he brought me through a tunnel and described what the tunnel looked like. And as I got, as he counted backwards and I got closer to the end of the tunnel, I started sort of seeing these flashes of what seemed like different lives, just just like flashes of passages through time. And this was something that I shared with him in the end of our interview because we did a, a little bit of a debrief, the end of my regression. And he said that that could be that my soul, my counsel, my spirit guides, my counsel of elders, which is the group of the highest sort of power of souls couldn't quite decide maybe which life I needed to see, so that could have been one of the reasons for that. So I came out this tunnel and it was it was so vivid and so clear and what I saw was I was in what seemed like Egypt. I was clearly in a desert, it was very hot. He has you sort of look down at your feet see what clothes you're wearing and I was just wearing like one of those Pharaoh skirt type things. And I was a slave and I was someone who so desperately could not um speak my I couldn't I didn't have my voice. I couldn't speak my truth. I couldn't handle other people being abused and wanted it to stop and kept trying to say something. But every time I tried to speak out, I would get taken into a room and whipped horribly. And that part was very, very vivid. And how I know, and Robert does talk about the importance of just allowing whatever comes to come and not judging it. But for me, what was so powerful was how emotional it was for me. I started crying out of nowhere. I clearly knew what the connection was to my current life and what this was all about and why I was being shown this life. One of the things that he asks is when you see, when you're with certain people in that life, who are those people? One of the things that kept happening was I would go home and my mom would say to me, it was my mom in that life but it was also sorry mom if you're listening my mom in this life i love you very much um that she kept saying to me don't say anything don't speak up don't be different just go along with what everybody else is doing and that was really really hard for me and i had a friend there as well who it was it was unclear who exactly that was it was hard for me to see in their face who their current face was so that's one of the things that Robert asks me to ask me to do is every time I encountered another person in that space to look into their eyes and to see who that soul was currently and sometimes I could do that and sometimes it was unclear to me so then th- this friend of mine tried to keep me in line and tried to keep me from doing from speaking out, because speaking out always only got me in trouble and, and physical trouble. And there was a risk to my family if I were to speak out. So I really kept things quiet. And then Robert told me that he was going to move me to a different point in that life. And he did. And at that part, I was in like a very fancy bathhouse, it looked like. And I had clearly been kind of catapulted to this this part of my life that was very much extravagant in a lot of ways but I had left my whole family behind and I I had no connection to them anymore and it just felt very disconnected to me and it felt like I had and, and part of the reason that I was in this bathhouse and had kind of been elevated was that someone higher up in this um Cast system or whatever it was just recognized this part of me and wanted me recognized the strengths that I had in the capacity of speaking out and wanted me wanted to elevate me so as a result of that I became quite disconnected from my family and <clears throat> really quite sad about that and really torn about that. And then he took me to the point of my death and I was laying on a bed, not a bed, like a old, really old kind of flat slab. And they couldn't figure out what was really wrong with me, but it was something in my stomach. And in the end, it became clear that it was dysentery. And I then rose up. From my body, and could see what was going on down below. And as I'm even saying this, I'm recognizing that this could sound a little bit cuckoo crazy, but I really want to put out there like that. This was a very emotional experience. It felt very real, and it felt and and the lessons that I saw in that life really made sense to me. So then I went. He took me out of my body, and I experienced kind of looking down at my body and watching that scene, and then progressed to my, I guess, higher realms of consciousness of my soul. And he brought me my spirit guides, which came to me, and I had to name them, and that was kind of funny because they kind of had funny names. And all the while there there's certainly a part of me that's like is this real what is going on here how is this but you're in you're answering these questions and he's asking questions and guiding me and these questions come from it, my answers just came it wasn't like I needed to think about anything it was clear that I knew the answers to these questions so then he brought me brought my spirit guides to me and then they brought me to The Council of Elders, which for me was just energy forms. I didn't see, I thought I would see like a group of people, a group of bearded men sitting at a table. No, it's not at all it. All I saw was like these vibrating waves of energy. And in those vibrations, one kind of came forward and I asked her name. And again, it was kind of an interesting name, but I went with it. And I was then able to ask questions about, or Robert Schwartz was able to then ask questions that guided me. So these were questions that I had kind of written down before about certain people in my life and why they were in my life and what I needed to know from them. And I think the most interesting thing for me, this part was was profound, but it was different. the The past life portion of this was so emotional for me that it felt really, really, really authentic. The Council of Elders and me speaking to my soul, my spirit guides, my soul, that this council felt validating because much of what I heard was stuff that I'm working on. There were a couple things that weren't that were that became a little bit clear but mainly i asked kind of what are my two big lessons in this life and one was patience and the other was love i he asked me then like how far along i thought i was in those and i and a scale of one to five i shared what i thought and then we talked about how i could Further, achieve those things, and what I needed to do to find more love and patience, we discussed why my husband was a part of my life, and what his purpose was, what my kids were here to teach me, what I needed to learn from them, what I needed to was there any other relationships in my life that I needed to learn from? What did I learn from relationships that I had experienced that maybe didn't turn out how I had hoped? Another thing that came up was. The lesson of trust. And it wasn't a lesson of just, you know, you should be trusting or, you know, trust people. It was really be discriminating with who you trust. Don't just trust everybody. It's not my job to fix everybody, which makes sense given my chosen profession, but it is my job to help open people up and guide them. And I think that. I, we also, I also asked about whether or not I was on the right path, how I would know if I was on the wrong path, and I was referenced to certain experiences that I had had previously where I was on the wrong path and reminded about what exactly that felt like, not only uh, physically, but emotionally. Well, i shouldn't say not only it how it felt emotionally and physically to have made those choices and just to be aware of when i start feeling those things again that that is that is a a note to me that i'm not on the right path so overall it was a pretty powerful experience it just happened this morning uh it's 12:46 right now i finished my session at 11:30 so, but I really wanted to um, give you all a sense of what this experience was like for me. And obviously, I'm not going into great detail because some of it is personal and some of it was really meaningful for me and also probably meaningful for some of the people who are listening who are my family and friends. So I want to respect that. But I also just want people to be open to this being another tool for healing. I've been doing my clinical work for 15 years, and sometimes people get stuck, and sometimes things don't make sense in this current life, and that there might be other ways to heal some of these wounds of our past that aren't necessarily solely a wound from our current life. So I think it's it's really interesting for me to think about clinically and conceptually when we're carrying some of these things with us, what we're carrying and how, particularly if you think about my experience that I just shared, how me not having my voice could manifest itself, how that what could, that could have looked like. Oh, one last thing I'm thinking of as I'm talking through this is when at the end, we did a healing where we had to I had to envision my guides and my the council healing me and what I saw was very strong in my stomach and and just the swirling light that sort of rose up, and it was almost like a like a reverse tornado where it the the bottom of the tornado ended up being the top of this swirl. And when I asked Robert what he thought that was about the swirling, he said that it sounded like they were healing my third chakra, which is your power center, which is responsible for basically being authentic and speaking your authentic truth. So it all made perfect sense given what I was seeing in the in the at the end of the regression, at the healing portion of the regression. So overall, sort of my big takeaways on this were it was pretty powerful, particularly the past life portion where it was very, very emotional for me. I also think it's important to think about when you are, and I said this earlier, but when you are perhaps stuck or something just doesn't seem to make sense in this current life as to why you're sort of re-experiencing things over and over and over again, repeating patterns, why you might not be getting what you're supposed to be getting, what kind of imprint. Sometimes these things are deeply imprinted into our souls. And I, I don't think of this as all that much different to doing deep psychotherapeutic work where you're going and really exploring your past and exploring early traumas and exploring the those sort of imprints on our Soul and our mind, you could say, but that this is just a deeper level and a deeper opportunity to understand yourself. And I also think that if you are going to do something like this, I think it's important that you don't just do it blindly for fun. Um, you know, I know that people sometimes think that medium work or you know probably work like this. Although I've never truly done past life regression work before, is like a parlor trick, and there's real seriousness to it. And people who do it right do it with a lot of integrity and really do it to help, as you've heard from the th- the two weeks with Robert Schwartz as well as Michelle Brock, really do it to help you heal and to help you let go and to help you move forward with your life and to process, to take what you've learned and to process that information and to integrate it so you can let go and move forward. So I think that it was definitely a worthwhile experience. I think for me, it was more validating than finding things out I didn't know. Uh, But I've also done a lot of my own inner work. So I think that that contributed to it. I think I've probably said before on this podcast, I was in therapy for a very, very long time, total of 17 years working on, working through stuff, working on stuff. And so I think that that, you know, made the experience for me, it wasn't like there was anything that I Experienced where I was like, oh my God, I never had made that connection or never had thought of that before in that way. It just really clarified for me some things. So, if you are interested, you can go back to the past few podcasts and check out the links in the show notes. I'll also actually link it in these show notes to Robert Schwartz, who does, I believe, he does past life regression as well as between life soul regression or Michelle Brock, who also does past life regression. And I would love to hear all of your feedback and comments. This was, a, this was pretty, a little bit scary for me to put myself out there in this way. I've been pretty quiet about all of this for many years. So to really be honest and open and vulnerable was a big risk for me. And I appreciate all of you taking the time to listen. Thanks. Like what you heard today and wanna hear more? curious about what comes next and what it all means, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to podcasts and find life, death, and the space between and hit subscribe. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Ask me any questions you might have. Let me know what else you'd love to hear about or just share your story. I can't wait to hear from you.